The following program is intended for mature audiences. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. What are you people, on dope? All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend. Indeed it does. But first, it's time for the opening gem of the day. Really, the, the hallmark of what's going to be a good show, no doubt, is when we agree on the opening gem. Yeah, and that, of course, for the uninitiated, was uh, the Stone Temple Pilots doing Vaseline. Nice. Uh, that is, of course, off of the album Purple from 1994. 
And that went to the top of the mainstream rock charts. I do remember that. Uh, number one for, well, two weeks. Yeah. So it's not exactly rumors, but <laughs> two weeks is, hey. Yeah, you know, didn't, didn't blow up the house, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's worse places to spend two weeks. Oh, God, yeah. And, uh, you know, we like it because it's an upbeat song. We joked, you know, Michael Sean Lee says, I like it because it's a short song. But <laughs> yeah, um, It was a grand total of, what, two minutes in like three seconds yeah. or something? But it, it just works and it rocks, and that's why I like it. Yeah. Uh, funny little tidbit about that song. All right. The title... Uh, was spawned, according to um, Mr. Whelan, when he was still with us. Okay. Uh, his parents were big Eagles fans. And really? And listening to Life in the Fast Lane. Ah. And as a kid, because I guess they listened to it a lot. Okay. As a kid, he thought Life in the Fast Lane, they were singing Flies in the Vaseline. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> and literally, that's where he got the title from. It's kind of funny when you think back, like, of, of all the songs you knew when you were young and your misinterpretation Flies of the, the lyrics. Vaseline. I, you know? I guess... I mean, the most famous one, of course, Rose is... Rose up like a douche. Yeah, <laughs> that. <laughs> I was thinking, actually, of Purple Haze. Excuse me, will I kiss this guy? Wow. As opposed to kiss never the sky? Across, yeah, never came across that one. Yeah, but, that was... But there was, was a myriad the, of, of my own that I was yeah, confused indeed, with. Indeed, But, uh, yeah, so there's that about this song. And, again, yes. Stone Temple Pilots, 90s. What's not to love? This is true. You know? This is true. They were a great band. I think they got savaged by the critics coming out of the gate, yeah. but... I think over the long run, they, they, they proved themselves. And they, they grew. proved to be. And like you had said before, every album had its own sound, its own identity. And yeah. really, for a rock band, that, that's, that's a mark of. Oh, yeah. Well, you they, know your did, shit. they did something that I think the Beatles pretty much patterned uh, the, the way you do it. Is they progressed. Right. You know, if you listen to their third album, uh, Tiny Music Songs from the Vatican Gift Shop, mm -hmm. and you listen to the, their very first album, it's like two different bands. Right. You know, they so developed and they so got better. You know, they get better at songwriting. They get better mm -hmm. on their instruments. I mean, very, very impressive. And of I course, my favorite tidbit from this album uh, was the unmarked track at the end right, right. that you just stumbled upon. Was that the Zeppelin cover? No, it no? was it was this weird little jingle, the second album. He, it's like a lounge <laughs> tune, right. and they've got like an oboe playing and everything. And nice. Scott Weiland's like doing his, his best, you know, lounge lizard. Right, right. Twelve precious melodies <laughs> to listen. See, that's how much I remember it. Nice. Well, no, I love it whenever <laughs> like Johnny gets into a grunge era band because like. It's rare. You know, yeah, well, that's my <laughs> wheelhouse, but Johnny jumping in on that, you know, it's like your love of Rage Against the Machine. That's still to this day, yeah. you know, I find amazing. Because it's stuff like that. Look, I'm, I'm simple. I, I need a hook, yep. you know? I have a sweet tooth. Give me that little piece of candy sure. at the end. And look, in, an unmarked track that was tongue-in-cheek but done well at the same time. I mean, nice. what's not to love? Absolutely. So that was that. And his yes. reasons or rationale behind a song is different than why we're using it today. Okay. So we can morph our own reality. Well, that's actually what the lead topic is about today. Vaseline? No, morphing our own reality. <laughs> oh, For thrills, okay. chills, right. and spills. Yes. And we'll, we'll, we'll start it off with, you know, the metaphor I came up with earlier tonight as, as we were doing our pre-show Pitch. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody likes to ride a roller coaster, but these days people want to ride a roller coaster without the handrails or oh, the, yeah. the, the seatbelt. Well, I, I kind of like the uh, the metaphor, I guess it was a metaphor you used earlier this week about how these days people want, people still love the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney. <laughs> Just nowadays they want the Pirates to fire back at them. Exactly. And so, like, it does seem like that as, yeah. as life itself gets more and more mm -hmm. safe. 
our recreation gets more and more extreme. It's like kind of like what we touched on last week with adventure slash extreme tourism. God help us. Is, we've got we've got episodes linking together oh yeah, now. It's a three hundred <laughs> billion dollar industry. It's like yep. people are, are are really, really getting off on, you know, having their lives threatened for some bizarre reason. And the extreme tourism, you know, it's like, you know, let's do a week in Baghdad. Right. You know, it's like really? You know? Yep. I mean it's yeah, it's it's a strange Strange thing about life these days. Yeah, and we, we saw that there was so much like to that they didn't want to get like into to get away from the story of the Titan. Yeah, that we you know figured let's revisit it this week. And as usual, our our, our timing was impeccable. Yeah, because just as a side nugget, uh, the videos making the rounds these days. Yeah. Are speaking of extreme tourism, this family that was zip lining in oh, Mexico. God, that was, one. It, was it Acapulco? Yeah, I think it was Mexico, wasn't it? It was definitely Mexico. I forget yeah. what, what city it was, but they're zip lining. And look, everybody's seen zip lining, they sure. have it everywhere now, right? Okay, and as I said to you, not that I'm about to go zip lining, plus, I don't think they have a cable that could support you know my Jupiter weight that I'm carrying <laughs> around. But the thrill of zip lining is not so much kind of thing. It's the fact that you could plummet to your death. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but when I see zip lining, it's like my first thought is that's what I want to bring my six-year-old kid on. You well, know, and I want to dangle thought. the kid. You know, <laughs> my first thought. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, they didn't. In fairness to the responsible parents, right? They didn't dangle the child. He was he was harnessed in. He had several carabiners doing their thing. Right. And really, I mean, how much could a six-year-old weigh? Uh, well. As you see in the video, uh, the zip line slows down, which defies gravity in and of itself. Because sure. if you're going to do a zip line, folks, words of the wise for you, you know, DIY people, one end needs to be higher than the other. Right, right. Preferably where you're going needs to be like lower. Yeah, and if it slows down, you're doomed. Right. So here's you're, the father clutching the kid. Father showing massive plumber's crack. By the way, oh. they should have digitized that. Oh. But he's going along. The zip line stops, and then all of a sudden. Kid drops out of his hands. Oh, wow. So me, as I'm sure like everybody else around the world that sees this, is absolutely horrified. <laughs> but then because you've seen the fall, you know that the kid has to live. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, there would have been warnings out the gazoo, you know. Yeah. And yeah, somehow this kid fell into a pond that was underneath <laughs> the zip line and got out of it with nary a scratch. Yeah. Although to hear his mother talk now, he's got, got a little PTSD going on. I was going to say, that's something the parents are going to pay for in 10 years. Oh, man. You know, when the, when the kid's got, you know, $100,000 psychology or, you oh, know, please. If there's shrink a God bills, in heaven, basically. I will be at the Chuck E. Cheese that they try and throw yeah. him into the ball pit and yeah. he's like screaming, no! What's up with that kid? <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, yeah, so, and not to put the cart before the horse, but I had to just get that out there that, yeah, check this video. It's all over the place. Yeah. But here we are. We're in a state where just the average thrills and chills, and as we'll get to perhaps the cinema of yesteryear that used right. to entrance people, and that was the escape, and you could, you could become, to be topical, Indiana Jones, right. or you could become Flash Gordon or Luke right. Skywalker. It's almost like we've become so jaded in a horrifically violent and unpredictable world right. that we need to seek our thrills on, on the battlefield of reality. Right. Let's call it that because that's how it is, especially if you live in Chicago, just yeah. to throw out a name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
what good is it going? And and we're seeing lately like a lot of these big uh, cinematic bombastic supposed to be you know summer blockbusters right. are failing miserably. And yes. it, I don't know if that's because theaters are not as enticing as they used to be. Yeah. Well, you're the big DC guy. What Ugh. happened to the Flash? Seventy three percent drop off from week one to week two. Look, I'll just my say this. God. This is my one nerd comment on that, but I've mentioned this before. Yeah. Marvel always succeeded because Marvel recreated all of their best storylines that had already been in print right. and were already loved by millions. They just expanded their audience. DC, for some reason, feels this need to reinvent the wheel constantly. Okay. And they took this fantastic um, story, the Flashpoint Paradox, yeah. and cherry-picked it and screwed it all up. Really? For whatever it is that they were trying to accomplish, and they failed miserably. So I, 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 I pinned the blame on them. Yeah. So, well, it seemed ambitious as hell, you know, yeah. the storyline. It really, really did. And I mean, I'm not, you know, the big Flash guy. I'm the Marvel guy mm-hmm. in our, you know, in our partnership here. John's the DC guy. I'm the Marvel well, guy. Know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but just in reading what they were planning and the, the different uh, timelines and the different characters and, you know, bringing Michael Keaton back and, mm-hmm. you know, I believe Ben Affleck was involved yeah. as well, yep. his version of Batman. It seemed ambitious as hell. Come on! And it was like, okay, how, uh, you know, are they going to be able to pull this off? And mm-hmm. apparently, you know, based on audience response, no, yeah. absolutely not. They did not pull it off. And a wise old person once told me, when you're running a business and you would like to have favorable customer service response, yeah. hire likable people. Okay. So if you're going to have an epic superhero movie yeah. based around a character who's known to be, and I don't suppose a comedian, but very glib right. and just likable, yeah. and the one member of the Justice League that like everybody got along with, yeah. hire an actor that kind of fills those categories as well. Seems to make sense. Not a psychopathic cult leader that <laughs> doesn't identify with this or that. And are we talking about Ezra Miller? We are talking about Ezra oh, Miller. Oh, okay, good, good. And it's like... There's only so much Michael Keaton can do, you know. So the studio was pleasantly surprised that right. everyone was so nostalgic to see him. Yeah. But it, it, it wasn't enough, you know. Right. So, again, maybe in another day and age that it would have went over like gangbusters. Who yeah. knows, you know. But we've seen just the superhero movies in general on, on the wayside definitely, now. Definitely is, is going that direction. Mm-hmm. Though, you know, heretofore in 2023, as far as the films that are are doing well at the box office. I guess Mm -hmm. doing well at the box office is a relative term. But, (laughs) you know, quite a few, you know, superhero films are still up there. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is still in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, though that's a cartoon. It's not an actual Mm -hmm. live action thing. But they're all character-driven. They're characters people care about, which maybe exempts these action movies from the standard action movie tropes. Right. But let's say... You know, even nowadays, like we had touched on uh, some of our favorite nautical movies, you right, know, and right. it w- our my top one was Poseidon Adventure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And we went back and forth to how much we liked that movie and everything. But at the end of the day, both of us were in lockstep because it was a character driven piece. Gene Hackman, yep. Ernst Borgnine, yep. you know. And completely over the top, particularly right. in the case of Hackman's character. Right. But because you cared about the characters, that's what it mattered. Yeah. It got to a point where the Poseidon did become just a soundstage. It wasn't, it's in the beginning of the movie, that is the movie. Right. But it starts to fade away and it becomes these characters and their struggle for survival. Yeah. Look at disaster movies today versus the classic disaster movies of the 70s. Right. 
They were, and maybe you could say this is because of the technology that they had at hand, yeah. but they were even earthquake to a point, small scale, okay. because they would zoom in on particular human interest stories. Right. We joke about Robert Wagner and Towering Inferno. <laughs> I ran a three-second 40 and it yep. runs to his death. You know, yes, yes. Uh, George Kennedy and just every movie. Well, I think that was one of the wonderful things about those movies in particular is they mm. had absolutely no hesitation to kill off anyone. You know? But, again, those killings on a small scale, and they made sure they kind of bothered us because we were getting attached yeah. to these actors or characters. Sure. Look at disaster movies nowadays, and the nowadays in air quotes. Okay. Let's go right back to The Day After Tomorrow. Right. Okay, remember that little ditty? Yeah, zombies, right? No, no, no. That no was the, uh, the winter oh, was this trifecta. The, the, oh, the environmental disaster right. deal. Yeah, Dennis Quaid? Yes. Yes, yes. okay, I know. Yep, yep. So, yes, there was an element of that where we cared about the characters, sure, Jake Gyllenhaal and his little group of kids and whatnot. Yep. But you could tell, like in the studio, the producers, and he's got all the special effects people around him. Yeah. All they wanted to do was show that tidal wave coming to downtown Manhattan, <laughs> right? Yes. Push yes. the carrier to the Statue of Liberty. Oh, and yeah. Or the, the Statue thing. of Liberty head. Like yeah, floating. Well, clang, clang through the yeah, streets. Exactly, yeah. The same thing could be said for um, both asteroid movies, Armageddon and Deep Impact. Right. Okay. Right. Or any one of these. The new one, uh, which is about a year old, Greenland did the same thing. Yes. Now it's like we want to see huge swaths of humanity snuffed out. Yeah. Okay. Because, and here's my point what scared people like then has evolved to what scares people now. Right. And the crux of our opening topic, before we get too off board, is the fact that people are seeking new thrills. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Because life is, is pretty scary as people it is. People get a little, little calloused towards yeah. things. Yeah. I and mean, they're like, what's, well, what's better than not getting shot on the subway or not getting blown up on the subway? You right, know? How right. do we outdo that? Well, it says here in this brochure, you'll get chased by cannibals. <laughs> what do you say? You know? And this it yeah. make, makes sense to people. Yeah. This is what they're looking for. You know, we just saw this thing... Um, Prior to the wildfires, the actor, Julian Sands, yes. went out hiking. Yeah. Apparently by himself. I don't know how many times he's done this before. Apparently prolific hiker. Right? Prolific yeah. hiker into the, you know, the, the mountains or extreme hills of, of yeah. California. Yeah. You know, maybe it was like wrong place, wrong time. But it just goes to show that it's, it's a complete cross-section. You've got your young yeah. adventure enthusiast as well as, you know, guys his age. He was in his 60s. Yep. Well-to-do actor. Really didn't need to, you know do this to, to pay the rent or anything right it's it's like all over the place and yet as i'm driving into work in the morning i'm hearing stories up here in sunny new england yeah about we're, we're having a lot of coyote issues as of late <laughs> snatching people's you know dogs coyote issues and now bear issues i don't and know if you've bear, heard the latest yeah, bears mean, are turning up in downtown you know uh small town usa yes! yeah. they even had a moose at bradley airport two weeks ago oh, no in connecticut for those who don't know it's just like, yeah. Again, the world is kind of wacky yeah. without script writers, and they're on strike anyway. Still, <laughs> like, when the hell's that going to stop? Right. But it's like, yeah. It, the, the minute these people go on vacation, it's like, okay, God's there. Like, I'm up. I got this. Yeah. Cue cards. Yep. Has it ever rained blood before? Can't make this shit up. You can't. Is it raining frogs just yet? <laughs> <laughs> so again, you know, we're we're looking at it from a point of, you know, truth really is stranger than fiction. Yeah. And where does this end? Okay. Well, how does it fuel escapism? You know, it sets the bar so much higher, like you said, you know, when truth, you know, and truth eventually 
will top fiction every single time. Yeah. Have fun storming the castle. You know, I mean, how many pandemic movies or, or movies related to some kind of virus getting loose and like threatening the entire world, you know, before it actually happened? Right. You know, and, and now how we're coming we out of that. Yeah. Out of <laughs> what was our report card grade? You think on COVID nineteen? Uh, a C, maybe at best. Oh, at, at, at very best. best. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we couldn't f that one up worse. Because even frankly. now, I mean, only a little bit of a separation two years from it. Yeah. We were wearing masks because we were told they would keep us safe. Right before we were told they didn't make any difference. Right. Or was it right after? I forget. Right. But yeah, yeah, follow the science. With your host, Dr. Stupid. You know, this is, this is you know, being... That catchphrase turned on a dime real yeah. quick, Yeah. You know, being the guy on the left of, our, of our, our partnership and whatnot, now's the time when the recriminations are coming out and, you know, looking at people like Anthony Fauci, who heretofore were heroes mm. to the left, and it, now it's coming out that eh, it's not quite that simple. And for the record, not to say I told you so. Okay. Never liked the man. Right. I, I was a tr- uh, detractor. Uh. And that's one of the little snippets from him that came out recently. Yep. They have him in an interview, I guess, from the 80s, talking about uh, vaccines and what the trial period should be. Right. And it's, it's going like into the years. And his, his model, his perfect model, was a five-year span. Right based on different placebo groups and whatnot. Sure. And it's like, it's really the only way to be sure, especially from a safety standpoint, to make sure there's no real ill effects. You've got to study it for years and see people after they've taken it and, you know, what happens. Right. Which kind of flies in the face of ship it, yeah. which is what we got yeah. during this thing. Well, it was a very unprecedented situation. Yes. And that's, you know, it... it Kind of like what we touched on last week, you know, scenarios like that bring out the best in people and the worst in people. Mm-hmm. It's like we're making this shit up as we go. Yes. You know, and yet we're not going to cop to the fact that we're making this shit up as we go. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. Just don't like hypocrisy. And yeah. there's so much of it. And it, I lament, you know, all the businesses and like the restaurants and everything that's never coming back. No. There's yeah. a way of life, albeit a snippet, but there's a way of life that will never, ever, ever come back due to yeah. science's love affair with itself. Yeah. You know? Some other way to well, put I, it. Well, I just, I really hate the, the overly dramatic, well, you know, that day changed everything. You know, we did, they talked about it with, uh, with 9-11 was the most right. recent, you know, uh, incident, for lack of a better word. That supposedly changed everything. And it, it just it strikes me as being so melodramatic. Oh, it changed everything. But the fact of the matter is, you know, what just happened, yeah, it kind of changed everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. including, you know, how we look at entertainment. And, you know, getting back to our main point, which we started with, is escapism. Mm-hmm. You know, it completely changes the level now. You know, to achieve that uh, point of escapism, we've got to go a little bit further now than we had to prior to the pandemic, right? you know, because our sense of reality has been changed, has been altered. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the standard, the bar has been raised, I guess you could it's, say. It's an escalation. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. So one way to see this thing, you know, playing out is, is again, as we touched on last week, you had mentioned a lot of the, uh, you know, ancillary businesses that are cropping up now to service the the need for (laughs) protection medical care you need to be evacuated from a war zone armed extraction i mean you name it for a measly eighteen hundred dollars a month we can set you up with this particular insurance plan it's like wow this is what we need now yeah you know to cover our fun 
It, hey, it tells you, you know, like I always say, certain things and certain stocks, and they never go down in value, okay? Yeah. Porn, weapons, liquor, <laughs> you name it. These things will never, they never go out of style. There's never a, a lack of them. Yeah. And the fourth one, where it's ugly head, is entertainment. Yeah. Because even in the downness of economy, it used to be things like professional wrestling would boom. Yeah. Because people need something to watch. They need they need cheap entertainment, oh, yeah. you know? Well now that we're now that we're finally in the summer of twenty twenty three, which it just I think dawned on me yesterday. <laughs> oh wow, summer's here, you know, now that we've gotten out of June gloom. Uh-huh. You know, I was reading a story this morning um that made me nostalgic. And you of all people know that I loathe nostalgia yep. to the nth degree. But they were talking about drive-in movie theaters. Uh-huh. You know, and I was remembering when I was a kid, just the simplicity, you know, the pleasure that came with, you know, packing up the car, you know, mom and dad in the front seat, the kids in the back. We had a station wagon, mm-hmm. you know, so there was two of us in the middle, two of us all the way back. We all had our little, you know, brown paper bags of popcorn, you know, that mom made, in, you know, in the kitchen on the oven, and we'd set off to see the double feature of, I don't know, Something PG in the first movie <laughs> and something rated R in the second movie that, right. you know, mom and dad were hoping we'd all be asleep by then. Uh-huh. You know, and it was like, you know, would this even fly anymore as entertaining? You know, mm. would, would something that we just went through like a pandemic make us so callous that we can't enjoy something that simple anymore? This, you know? No, but I'll tell you what, gun violence is definitely taking a toll on movie theater <laughs> patronage, you know? Well, maybe, got, it, maybe, you know, if you're outside, you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's if you're... No, because then they're, they're already in a getaway vehicle. That'll be the next wave of, <laughs> oh, you know, God. drive by or you know, just drive by. Just don't even slow down. Launch uh, a grenade over there. But look, I mean, it's, yeah, we, we could do a whole episode just lamenting, like, family activities that have been all but eliminated. Yeah. And it's, it is. It's an evolution of things. And, and we lament it because we're those not... The generation known as the boomers, but just standard old guy type boomers. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's 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 really hard to find affordable, entertaining family things to do. I mean, shit. Even dating, it's hard to find things to do without just saying, "All right, here's a hundred bucks. Let's go out to dinner." Yeah. And just just do it like the cheap write off like that. Like, oh, let's do this and yeah, let's go to a show. Oh, that's. A night in the city, that's two fifty a person. Yeah. Let's go to a ball game. Oof, good luck with that. Yeah. I don't and, know. And yeah, this is something you and I touched on pre show. Um, how often do you now bring your cell phone into the movie theater or you bring it into the supermarket or you bring it into yeah. Home Depot just in case somebody opens fire? Yeah, because a life preserver would look awkward. So we bring <laughs> our cell phones, right? Or a bulletproof vest is too much of a hassle. Ah, yeah. I got my cell phone. So I can I'll simultaneously right. film it while dialing 911. You know? Yeah. So. Oh, God. Let's just like twist this up with a nice big bow and say. Middle gem time? Oh, it is middle gem time. Oh, and just hopefully, you, you. you know, until stuff just in, in general gets better, let's just hope the government keeps feeding us bread and circuses the way they're just <laughs> so good at doing that. Let them eat cake, she yes. said. Let them eat cake. <laughs> So speaking of middle gem, over I to you, sir. I think this is most appropriate too, and I gotta gotta give a nod to Johnny on this one because again, this is this is my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's keeping score. Uh-huh. Yeah, this typically is my wheelhouse, but Johnny dug this one up, and I gotta say, I'm very impressed, and it fits very very well with with what we've been talking about. Uh, this is a Pearl Jam song from back in 2020. Uh, again, very appropriate title. 
It's called Quick Escape. Mm, indeed it is. Enjoy this tune, folks, and we'll be right back with some more things and stuff.
Wow. Is that, am I wrong in thinking that's kind of like a flashback to early Pearl Jam? Early rockin' Pearl Jam? I'm not an aficionado enough to answer that, sir. Okay. Well, in that case, yes, it is definitely <laughs> a flashback to earlier rockin' Pearl Jam. That, of course, was Quick Escape. That was mm-hmm. from the, uh, the March of 2020, or I should say it was released in March of 2020 as the third single off of their 11th studio album, Gigaton. Hmm. Um, I'm sure March of 2020... Resonates, you know, to everybody as that's when the pandemic just upended everything. Right. Um, so it probably timing-wise was perfect in that the song centers around a climate apocalypse, uh, very sci-fi, very escapist, and lyrically it ends with humanity fleeing to Mars mm-hmm. uh, to start life again on another planet. Hmm. Which I think probably in March of 2020, a lot of us were. <laughs> Seriously considering. Shit, even still, I call that Friday. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Check, please. But, uh, but yeah, it, uh, it definitely, definitely took me back to an earlier, earlier Pearl Jam. I must, yeah, and, I and must to me, say, again, as a Yeoman's fan of, of Pearl Jam, yeah, I definitely recognize that it had a more modern sound than their other stuff. They, yeah. again, continue to evolve. Yep. And uh, I don't know about you, but I did not know that they even put out an album like a year or so ago. Again, <laughs> you know, the, these days, um, well, Pearl Jam, I don't, they're not even on a major label anymore. They're mm-hmm. very, very much doing things their own way. Um, I Take that, Ticketmaster. Exactly. <laughs> Take that, music industry in general. Right. And good for them. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, rabid Pearl Jam fans mm-hmm. are dialed in and they're in the know. And I think that's really, you know, I don't want to say the only people that Pearl Jam care about, but... I think that's the only people that Pearl Jam yeah. care about. Anymore, yeah. No, they're, you know? they're so legit in, in that respect. Oh, God, yeah. And, uh, you know, being from Boston, uh, when Pearl Jam announced plans to play Fenway, uh, which they did twice, actually, mm-hmm. uh, in, I want to say, 2018, and then maybe again in 2000, well, no, 2017 and 2019, I think. Um, not going to bet the farm on those dates, but my point is they filled the place both times. You know, so as a touring band, as a live band, they are still extremely popular. Mm-hmm. They still have the vibrant, vibrant fan base, and they are still, you know, wickedly entertaining live. Right. You know, in both cases, they did Bruce Springsteen like lengths of shows. Mm-hmm. You know, they played for a couple hours. Um, you know, just just an amazing experience all around. All these years later, right? You know, when you consider that, yeah, they first hit the stage back in '92. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, props to them. Yeah, I mean, you a, know? a billion gold records can't be wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway. Anywho. Segwaying into our subtopic for the day. Yes. And if you won't, if you won't soundbite this, I will. It's a trap. We are, of course, talking about... It's still thin. Yeah. <laughs> Thin's my middle name. Uh, Amazon. Yeah. And, and it came Carol, out... Carol, it's a jungle out there. Yeah, yeah. Oof. And it came out this week that uh, they are fully aware of the absurd effort it takes Mm -hmm. to cancel your membership in Amazon. As a matter of fact, they equated it to uh, the Iliad, I believe. (laughs) Well, uh, I'll, I'll I'll do one of those even better before we get to that. Okay, it's like the uh, the the task of Sisyphus. Yeah, every time you think you're you're canceled, okay, I should be good now. Bink. Next yeah. month comes, you get built again. <laughs> well, let me roll out this, gotta, this gotta, form. Gotta roll the boulder back right? up the hill one more time. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the Iliad, 
<laughs> because God knows it was... It, it, it was some time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah a few, few years ago. Uh, <laughs> that was a, uh, a poem by the uh, classical Greek poet Homer. <laughs> Not that Homer, the other one. Okay. Uh, the poem was divided into 24 books <laughs> with 15,693 lines Oof. written in dactylic hexameter. Which we still haven't figured out what that is. No, we're still working on that. Yeah. We still got the staff. But uh, I understand it is a better love story than Twilight. Is that? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and yes, it was a poem set during the Trojan War about a fight between King Agamemnon and the great warrior Achilles. Mm-hmm. And yes, they're staff, the people that work for Amazon, were equating this to trying to cancel right. your membership yeah. with I mean, Amazon. When, when your own people are comparing your cancellation document to a piece of, of Greek tragic literature. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Speaks volumes. It does. And here I thought, you know, these techie people were, were stupid. Apparently not. They did learn something No, they're, they're literate folks. If they, so if they learned how to shyster the people out of their hard-earned money and... Attach, you know, cute little um, phrases yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Like, Jeff Bezos wasn't a big enough asshole in my mind already. Yeah, well, he upgrade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's another three ninety nine a month. A little, little, little inside joke there. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. He looks like Popeye. He does. Of course, right now he's probably going to drop a, a tractor trailer truck on the studios of Big Boom Radio. Because he wields that kind of power. He definitely does. At least in his good eye. <laughs> he, he, oh, oh, Zing, yeah. rich guy. We're about to get fired from reality by Jeff Bezos. So if we suddenly just go dark, folks, what you'll, part of you'll know what happened. Undisclosed location, don't you get? Yeah. Oh, God. God himself could not sink us. I certainly hope right. you're right. That was last week. That was last week. <laughs> but speaking of... of uh, God and, and failed efforts. Yeah, the U.S. government mm. is the FTC in particular. Oh my goodness, is going after this because you know they've had enough complaints. They looked into it, right? And they're like, "Are, are you serious? You know, <laughs> putting people through these paces, and it's very clearly laid out so that you continue to spiral down the rabbit hole, or in this case, staying on theme, yeah. uh, pursue in, in, in the maze of the Minotaur, if you will. Benefits mm-hmm. of a classical education. Thank you, Hans Gruber. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the, the, you're going to waste hours on this, and where it says... Hours? You know, yeah. Are you, are you sure you want to cancel? And then there Are might you be really something... sure you want to cancel? No, we're serious. Are you right. sure you want to cancel? And there might be the highlighted equivalent of, all right, cut the crap and just, just cancel me, right. in five-point type in light blue on a white screen, like right underneath it. So the government, God bless them, sometimes they get it right. Yes. They saw all this going on, and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. No. You know? Now, in reality, there's, um, all is not well with, with Amazon. It's not, well, let's break it down. Amazon Prime, I'm a Prime member, have been for a long time. Okay. And I used to love the the security of when you go to buy something, it says Prime underneath. Because right. this meant you're going to get it really quick. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, if you live in a city, same day. Although, yeah, sh- prove it. Right. But if you get your stuff right away. Uh, shipping was always free. Okay? okay. And you get the streaming channel, Amazon Prime. Right. Chunk full of movies and original shows, yada, yep. yada. Yeah. Well, as a guy that has the keys to the kingdom of all that... Let me say that if, if they're going to cancel my favorite show, The Boys, on Amazon, okay, I don't need Amazon Prime anymore. Yeah, 
but also that that horrible Lord of the Rings show that they put out. Oh god, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I, I'm a Tolkien nut as a day is long, but uh-huh. just no. Like what they did was worse than Peter Jackson making The Hobbit into three movies. Really, it was that they were that in love with their own wow grandeur, you know? Yeah. So you take those two things. You take the fact that the area that Big Boom Studios is, uh, you know, Burst and Rand Studios is located in. Yes. They hand off everything to the good folks of the U.S. Postal Service. Okay. Cue banjos now. Yeah. And literally, I can't order liquids because they'll be tossed upon the the stone steps leading into the home. Okay. Or just delivered to the wrong house. I get my neighbor's stuff delivered here all the time. Yeah. Incompetent as the day is long. But this is who... Amazon trusts their business with, okay? You know, this is striking me as yet another thing that was born of the pandemic era that now that Because Amazon was bulletproof. Oh, God, yeah. But now that we've progressed beyond that, these uh, it's one of many things yeah. that is now going by the wayside. It's now breaking down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about to become extinct. Yeah. And because they're just not... As, well, they're not as infallible as we thought they were. Yeah. Yeah, you could. I mean, if you're a tambourine thumper, you throw in the fact that their workers have to pee in buckets, you know, in an eight-hour shift. I've heard this. They're grossly underpaid. It's hazardous work conditions. It's yep. a thousand degrees yep. in the yep. warehouse. I've heard all this. Right, on and on and on. Right. Which really, if they get me my energy drinks in my five-hour on time, I don't care. Which they can't <laughs> seem to do. They can't do. Yeah. And they can't beat the price for five-hour energy drinks that Walmart's offering. There we you know? go. And you know what? Walmart has a delivery service, too. Oh. oh and considering there's a oh. super-duper one not two miles away, yeah, I could do my shopping in there, and they'll drop it at my front door for not $14.99, $10 a month. You know, this is like, this strikes me as one of those situations where two teams uh, are playing each other, and I hate both of them. You want the buses and just to collide in the I, parking I lot? I wish they could both somehow <laughs> lose. <laughs> If that was possible. Why? You're you against know? Walmart now, too? Huh? You're against Walmart? I've never been a fan of Walmart. Never. Never. But they employ such a diverse section of, of the... Uh, yeah, yeah, they're horrible. That. They're horrible. No, no. no. They, I hold they, my breath when I go in the store because I don't want to breathe the air yeah, these other people are breathing. Yeah, they, they come into town and they crush every <laughs> mom and pop within 100 miles. And, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm but that's not, a lament for you know a generation past. Look at, look at what passes as a mom and pop today. I say crush them. <laughs> you go, Walmart. You just stomp them all out like tourists in Tokyo and Godzilla's coming to town. Yeah. It's kind of a philosophical thing, which means it's kind of lost in the present day situation. Yeah. I suppose. But, you know, given, uh, to quote one of our favorite movies, Harley, yes. the lesser of two weevils, <laughs> um, I, I, I would take Walmart. And, and the, the thing that people don't realize is that when you go to Walmart.com, yeah. It's not just whatever your local Walmart has or other ones that they ship to each other. Right. They've got giant warehouses, too. I had bought a uh, a project car years ago. It was a okay. Cadillac. All right. And the standard GM alarm system had fried in it, which happens after like 10 years. Okay. So I had to come up with a creative way to bypass this system <laughs> as a shade tree mechanic. Right. Okay? Right. And, yeah, I was able to find all the components I need. After watching a thing on YouTube, I had to pull the steering column, rewire some stuff. Right. Um, all the components that I needed right on Walmart.com. Got it shipped. They were dirt wow. cheap. I put this thing together and executed the mission 
and was able to disable, you know, the automatic <laughs> alarm in the car, live happily ever after, until everything else went on a Cadillac, and I had to get rid of it. Yeah. But the moral of the story is, yes. there's always alternatives out Indeed. there. Indeed. I mean, it's not like either company's dead in the water, like, oh, I don't know. Target. Oh. Stay on target. Oh. Target. Yeah. Somebody better wake up, woke target. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not doing too good these days. Mm, not a shock. Not a shock. Yeah. Not better them than me. Yeah. That'll teach you to tuck it. <laughs> Anywho. I shouldn't be laughing at that, but <laughs> I'm laughing at that. I am. Uh, yeah, I was just checking my notes in case we missed any of the, uh, you know, the, the weird stuff. But now we covered it. Popeye. Okay. Is there anybody we haven't offended? <laughs> dark patterns. Oh, but um, the, the fun takeaway from this. Yes. Like, again, as the government found these things, they've uh, given it a name in quotes, dark patterns. Yes, I read that. And I think if anything else, this might actually set a precedent. And when I said to you, I'm like, this might be a good subtopic. Yeah. Because I'm one of those dorks that they have apps for now okay. when you can't keep track of all the crap that's coming out of your bank account every month because <laughs> I belong to this and that. I bought this. I bought that. Right. And it, you lose track. It's very easy to lose track of these recurring uh, fees and memberships. Sure. You know? Sure. So they market these things to colossal cloud heads like myself. Right. But I'm glad it, there is a, a thing where they've now acknowledged that, yeah, a lot of these companies and 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 apps or whatever is you, you belong to, yeah. they make it difficult on purpose. Yes, they do. To get out of them. Well, it's kind of funny because it's, it's one of those things where you had this heretofore labeled paranoid fear mm-hmm. that this was what was going on. And then you find out that, no, this is, oh, in yeah. fact, what's going on. And what's this, what's this saying about paranoia? It's paranoia until you find out it's real or something Exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so now i got to like, watch out for all this nonsense. Yeah. But, eh, but in a story in a, for another day. In a big picture kind of way, I kind of look at it as progress. Because, quite frankly, during the pandemic... Pandemic? Mm. Is that a sister to Bo Derek? I think so. Yes. <laughs> uh, during the pandemic years of 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. I think the bullshit factor in a lot of areas of reality hit an all-time high. Oh, yeah. And now that we're progressing past that, these things are being exposed mm-hmm. for the bullshit that they are, and they're not holding up under scrutiny. Right. And they're kind of going by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of looking forward to tap dancing on their graves. I really am. And, you know, perhaps, you know, I, I think we'll definitely have to touch on this in future episodes. Yeah. But like you're saying, a lot of the pandemic stuff, the immediate restrictions and laws and what have, have been lifted. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing like a little baby tidal wave right now of is things like you don't have to pay your rent. Yeah. Or you don't have to pay your student loans. Yeah. All these things that were, or, or some of us don't have to pay your electric bill. Right. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. <laughs> you know, because we all saw it in some way, shape or form. Yes. You know? And, yeah. And anybody who's not watching live, the lights did just go out <laughs> flickered. in Big Boom Radio <laughs> Studios here in our undisclosed location in the mountains. Generators. I got squirrels out back on the wheels. Yeah. So we're, we're good. There we go. But uh, yeah, you're going to start to see a lot of these things now really shift back to the pre-pandemic scenarios. Yeah. And with that, yes, is going to come some element of, of wokeism. Because it was convenient and it was a good time to pull these things off with all these other distractions. Yeah. But like I always say, uh, right after I say how much I hate hypocrisy, mm. is that everything is, is cyclical, you know? This and is I'm, true. I'm not 
the hopeful type to sit there and be like, well, everything, it always works out. It'll work. No, you, you got to bludgeon things into submission. <laughs> but a lot of the human condition yeah. as, as a society, these things are all cyclical. Oh, there yeah. will be more speed bumps. There'll be more pandemics. There'll be more giant conglomerates like as uh, asthma, <laughs> like Amazon <laughs> coming down. There's a Freudian slip coming down a pipe. And eventually... Yep. You know, society, like nature, regulates yeah. itself. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes it takes longer than expected or longer than it should, mm -hmm. but we do. So bullshit eventually gets exposed as bullshit. Exactly. And, you know, again, being a liberal member of the team here and being <laughs> someone who I, I, you know, always thought of myself as progressive um, and, you know, finding myself in a situation where I became sympathetic to conservatives yep. who saw their party hijacked by extreme wingnut idiot assholes seeing that happen on my side of things and now seeing comeuppance coming mm -hmm. and, and seeing these people being exposed for the frauds and the jokers that they are. You know, I'm not a vindictive person by nature. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have enough for both and, of us. And yeah, you're a terrible influence on me. But, uh, but no, seeing these people, you know, finally mm -hmm. getting exposed for the frauds that they are. Because yep. inevitably, at the end of the day, that's what they were. They were yeah. frauds. But, Michael, again, it's, 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 this is so dour and, and, and bitter and negative coming from you. Mm. I think what we need to do is to dive headfirst like a slip and slide into the third gem. I like that idea, Johnny. Because um, in this case, for our very special video viewers... As we mentioned last week, yes. there's like a sub subtopic, and this week it's a doozy. <laughs> so let's do this third gem and get to that. All right, what do you got? Uh, you know, this is this is old school shit right here uh, from a sage and philosopher uh, by the name of Joe Walsh. Ah, yes. And uh, this dovetails nicely into what we were just talking about. This is a song called "Life of Illusion." Yeah, good, good stuff by Mr. Walsh. Listen and enjoy, folks, and we will be back in a couple minutes with some more things and stuff, and that sub-sub-topic that is exclusive to you watching on the tubes. Stay tuned.
There's nothing like a dose of Joe Walsh wisdom and insight, I gotta say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That, of course, was uh, Life of Illusion. That was the Mm -hmm. fifth song from Joe's fifth studio album, There Goes the Neighborhood. Yep. A very Joe Walsh album (laughs) title, I must say. And a very interesting uh, story behind the song. Uh, The bulk of it was actually recorded way back in 1973. Uh, The uh, there Goes the Neighborhood album was released in 1981. Uh, the recording was part of Joe's earlier album release, The Smoker You Drink, The Player You Get. Nice. Yet another <laughs> just vintage Joe Walsh yeah. album title. Um, but for whatever reason, song did not get finished back then. He was looking around for tracks in 81 to fill out this album. They came mm-hmm. across this, decided to finish it, added the horns and mm-hmm. whatnot. And boom, there you go. Life of Illusion. And yeah, it is generally regarded as one of Joe's more philosophical songs. Yeah, and like a trademark <laughs> of, a, of a good Joe Walsh song, it, it tells a story. And in this case, it's a story of the self-condition. You yeah. know? It was yeah. very, very self-aware. And with that, you know, in a way that sometimes the, the kinks were. And I even said to you, this song reminds me of something like Ray Davis would come up with. Yeah. Because it's very self-aware, very sarcastic, um, like on the level with life's been good to me so far. Yeah, you know? well, that's <laughs> typical Joe Walsh. He puts across this uh, persona, if you will, you know, of this goof, of this, right. you know, uh, drunken, you know, goofball. But yeah, very insightful, very down to earth, very basic yeah. uh, philosophical insight that yep. registers with people. It really, really does. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, this is like I said, vintage, vintage Joe Walsh. Mm-hmm. Yes, week. what's going on in Big Boom Radio this week, Johnny? Well, hey, look, this is the video kickoff, God willing. Uh-huh. Uh, happy summer. I just watched the Jaws again for the 80th time. <laughs> nice. The, uh, the Labor Day telethon on BigBoomRadio.com this yes. year will be, as it normally is, back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Probably 48 hours worth of, that's 48 episodes, of the Classic Rock Showcase. Nice. We're going to start at A, we're going to go to Z, but we're going to mix it up because now we're up to like 160 episodes. Wow. So, you know, this year, W, perhaps instead of White Snake, which I know you're not a fan, Mm. would be the Winter Brothers. You know, so we're gonna mix things up like okay. that. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but always, always good fun. Just it's it's the soundtrack to your barbecue. Nice. Much like you know, July Fourth now would have passed, but I hope everybody tuned in to our spending the day with Queen as their barbecue soundtrack. Uh, we're here for the people. They know it. They gotta Indeed. explain that. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, thank you as always for tuning in. This being our episode number one fifty two. Woof. As always, I am Johnny Teflon. And I am Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all on the flip side.